Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. No fighting. We got the refugees No fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Picasso. Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on. Right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire takes uh, jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And um, it makes up a top of the charts Tuesday. We appreciate all of his efforts on all the musically themed days of the week. Uh, also, uh, you can reach out to us via the spec text line 512 337 3776. Also, the Twitterverse is wide open for you as well. Uh, my man Patrick said, It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse. Uh, before we get to the uh, LSU championship uh, win for them in college baseball, and also we're going to talk some uh, transfer portal discussion here too. I think they are the the two stories are linked that we're going to get to here. Uh, but a really sad story here, um, and it just broke not too long ago. Uh, Ryan Mallett um, apparently was in some type of swimming accident and. It has been reported that Ryan Mallett had drowned and passed away. As folks on the Specs text line are remarking about it as well. But several out- outlets reporting that Ryan Mallett, the former uh, quarterback uh, for Arkansas, I remember he was with the Texans for a little while too, uh, bounced around the league a little bit. Um, they're saying that he passed away in some type of swimming accident. It's horrible news. That is terrible. So uh, thoughts and prayers with his family. Um, sure, six degrees of separation. Somebody probably in this community really know is really close to him because uh, I know a lot of people actually that know him or at least uh, have some type had some type of interaction with him personally um, because he was so obviously uh, linked to SEC football with Arkansas and then with the Texans in the NFL. So really sad news, man. That's really unfortunate. I'm I'm really sad saddened to hear that. So thoughts and prayers with his family. And I. Man, I, that's just so crazy. I don't know how old he is, but he's, he got done playing probably, what, five years ago? Maybe 2017, 2018? Yeah. Just got done playing. So, I mean, you're talking about young, healthy, in his prime. Going to coaching. Was he going? Was he, was he coached at the time as well? I was believe he, he's coaching high school. Okay. Man, that is, uh, that's a horrible story. So, once again, you never know, folks. Uh, please make sure, tell people in your life how you feel about them, uh, that you care about them, and uh, please be safe out there. That is a, just a crazy uh, accident that happened. I'm assuming it was an accident of some kind. Uh, okay, so uh, that news is out there, unfortunately. Uh, that's out there. Uh, also, 
Um, we'll get back to some uh, Major League Baseball discussion coming up next segment. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the, the Rangers and their loss yesterday. They got to play the Tigers tonight. Astros starting up a series versus the Cardinals. But later on this week, uh, the Astros and the Rangers will be facing off. Uh, and that's going to be a well, right before the All-Star break. That is a huge series. Really kind of determine uh, how these teams could potentially finish off the second half of the baseball season. Right now, the Astros in second. Uh, they're battling it out with the Angels. A bit of a half a game separate them and both of those teams about five to five and a half games behind the actual Rangers. Okay, let's get to the LSU national championship win. Wasn't much drama in the game itself, uh, but it was uh, a definitive um, butt whipping that LSU put on Florida uh, to really cement themselves as the best team in the country. Um, they beat them 18 to four. Uh, LSU, give them props as a program too. I, I hate to, to give Scott Woodard this much props, but, man, he's done a hell of a job as the AD at LSU. Remember, he made three coaching hires in a seven-month span. He hired Kim Mulkey for women's basketball, hired Brian Kelly to coach football, and hired Jay Johnson to coach the baseball team. Two of them have national titles, and one represented the SEC West in the SEC title game. He just got beat by Georgia, but ain't no shame in that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's a hell of a, I mean, and by the way, you know, look at it. They, since this, uh, this success they've had recently, they're the first D one school to win a basketball championship, women or men's and a baseball title in the same year. And of course, yes, they, they win their seventh national title in baseball, which passes up Texas, um, surpasses Texas, a tie they had with Texas. So now they are second in the national titles in baseball, only behind USC. That's it. Um, so LSU sports right now, just LSU uh, athletic department right now, functioning at a really, really high level. And getting back to this LSU baseball team specifically, you know, they got a lot of great players. And the, the best player potentially on the team right now, uh, Dylan Cruz, a uh, lot of great stats about him. He actually has a record, or at least it's I'm assuming it's done because he's going to get drafted into major, into uh, the majors. But seven, he ended his career on the 75-game streak of reaching base. <laughs> 75 straight games he found a way to reach base. He's the fourth player in college baseball history to win the Golden Spikes Award for the best player in college baseball and the national title. He also has a really good chance to be drafted number one overall, so it makes that list even shorter. You're talking about uh, elite, rarefied era for him. He batted 426. As a matter of fact, he had a hit in 58 of the 71 games uh, that were played, and he got a, I believe he got a hit against 30 of the 33 teams that he ended up playing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, man, Dylan Cruz really showed out 18 home runs, 70 RBIs in this season, but he's just one of the uh, studs that LSU had playing from two other guys uh, that they actually, three other guys, I should say, three starters for them. They actually acquired via the transfer portal, Paul Skeens from Air Force, Tommy Tanks White from NC State, and uh, Thatcher Hurd, I believe, out of uh, UCLA. Got those guys via the transfer portal. And uh, there are a lot of people that believe that that talent infusion really pushed him over the top. And that's why they are the national champions today. Jay Johnson, the LSU manager, after they beat Wake Forest, he made a comment that really raised some eyebrows. Essentially, he was bragging about LSU's 
basically their prowess as an NIL power. Here is Jay Johnson after they beat Wake Forest uh, talking about the LSU status in the NIL arms race. And lastly, like look to my left. If you're one of the best players in the transfer portal, transfer portal there's only one place to come play because uh, last summer I spent a lot of time with these young men and I think they would tell you they made the right choice. So um, I'd want to join forces with them if, if they're out there. Wow. Essentially, that's a call to arms. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, hey, what we're doing in the NIL game uh, is there's no competition for it. Nobody can hang with us when it comes to uh, the baseball NIL arms race that we're in right now. We just proved it because we acquired all this top-notch talent. We paid that top-notch talent what they were worth in the NIL value. And also, we maximized it because we won a national title and- with it. We're getting them drafted. And they're getting them drafted. Exactly. Like, it literally is a win-win for everybody. And honestly, it reminded me of, of Suge Knight when Suge Knight called out Bad Boy and P. Diddy at the Source Awards. I'd like to tell Tupac to keep his guards up. We ride with him. And one other thing I'd like to say, any artist out there want to be an artist and want to stay a star, don't want to have to worry about the executive producer trying to be all in the video, all on the record, dancing. Come to Death Rock. That's LSU. Come to LSU. You don't want to have to, you know, worry about, you know, not getting drafted as high as you're supposed to, not getting your NIL value, not competing for championships. Come to LSU. That was a Suge Knight death row light called arms for LSU. Uh, and you know what? It's probably going to work. It's going to be effective. Wake Forest just lost two players. Hell, they just they were two games away from playing in the College World Series finale, and they just had two players uh, skip to the transfer portal. 23 combined home runs between uh, Dan- Danny Corona and Adam Ciceri. Uh Tennessee just lost a burner. Uh, on the mound for them, 6'3", right-hander, who had a 2.9 ERA as a freshman, throws about 103 miles per hour. He's in the portal because he's like, hey, if I throw over 100-plus, that's worth a lot more in the portal than it is at Tennessee. Everybody wants to get to the portal because the portal will be able to determine your free market value. And LSU, you got to give them some props. They are right now proving, at least in the ba- from the baseball uh, t- standpoint, that they're a winner in the NIL world. They're bragging about it. This is brash and cocky about, like, yeah, we know how to weaponize NIL. We know how to maximize the talent, and we just need more of y'all to come over so we can keep this party going. And it, they right now have the best players money can buy. It reminds me of that old line from Blue Chips. That guy's got the best players money can buy. Money the best players money can buy. The best players money can buy. Love that line from Nick Nolte. Is that the best Nick Nolte that we've seen? Like, what's Nick Nolte's most iconic role? Hey, Dad, I mean, 48 Hours. 48 Hours is good. But honestly, I like him in Blue Chips more yeah, than I like Blue him in 48 Chips, Hours. Yeah. He was fantastic in Blue Chips. Yeah, that's he, a good one. It was, a, it was amazing. I mean, literally, that rant, that little monologue he gives at the end there. Well, oh, there's there's Happy going to the cash machine. He's going to buy himself a middle linebacker. He's going to buy the best players money can buy. Oh, it's great. And it really is. Like, it gets fitting. LSU, best players money can buy. And it's and working. It is working. So the lesson for Texas baseball is 
Go get the best players money can buy. <laughs> what are we waiting on here? I gave you the numbers. Austin Business Journal, great story they had earlier this year. They actually uh, went deep diving and found um, the numbers for every sport at Texas and the NIL compensation received. And uh, since the NIL became the law of the land, of course, football was top. Uh, the top program in our compensation with over 60% of all the NIL compensation at Texas going straight to the football team, men's basketball team. They're at 21.3%. They're right over 21%. So they're against you. Talking about 82% of all your NIL compensation is coming just from football and basketball. Everybody else has got to get in where they fit in with the rest of the 18%. And you know where baseball is at? Less than 1%. Less than 1%. Of the NIL compensation on the 40 acres is dedicated to baseball. Men's track and field is higher. Men's golf is higher. Women's volleyball doubles the amount of NIL compensation. Actually, more than doubles the amount of NIL compensation that men's baseball gets. Uh, Men's swimming and diving. Women's basketball. Women's swimming and diving. Softball. Softball damn near triples. The amount of money, uh, sorry, the percentage of NIL compensation that baseball gets. I'm not saying you got to beat football or basketball, but you ain't going to come close to competing with LSU in that league if you're not worried to spend some money in this league. Yeah. That's Bush League. Hey, and guess who else is in that league? Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they're all spending money. They're spending a lot of it. So I I think that's the wake-up call for Texas baseball is that, all right, if LSU's at the point now where they're bragging about their NIL prowess on the way to winning their national championship, and we all see that their NIL efforts have paid huge dividends, and that may be the thing that pushed them over the top, and other teams are going to follow suit and follow that example. And Texas baseball, a true blue blood in their respective uh, sports, they need to up the ante. And TexasOneFund.org. Remember, you can go there and you literally can designate your contribution to whatever sport you want. You were going to buy jello shots anyway. <laughs> right? Take go. that jello shot money and go and go put it TexasOneFund.org. Yep. Yeah, and it'll be a, a great cost. So, my thing is, and I wonder because, like I said, we know now different sports can have their own sugar daddies and sugar moms. So, those who don't know, I have long gone with the example of the NIL world of. The sugar daddies and sugar babies. Essentially, uh, basically the NIL to me, like the NIL policy, NIL law, it is now a, a way, a conduit, if you will, to allow boosters and donors to now directly contribute to the program and to student athletes themselves. Now, I know it's through directives and collectives, but it's still more of a direct line to compensate student athletes for their skill and for their talent and for their time. Remember, prior to the NIL rule, you 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 couldn't even be around boosters and donors. Literally, like rules against it. You couldn't even be around them in certain functions, certain times, and you definitely couldn't have them ponying up any type of compensation of any kind. Uh, that was against the law, well, against the rules of the NCAA. So, see what the NIL did? It allowed uh, the sugar daddies. To be able to uh, directly contribute to the sugar babies. <laughs> All right. And the sugar babies are the student athletes and the sugar daddies are the boosters and the donors. BMDs. 
and think of NIL as basically one of those apps like sugardaddy.com or, <laughs> or sugarbaby.com, whatever. The dating apps that hook up the sugar daddies and the sugar babies, that's what the NIL is. It is a, a conduit uh, created uh, that, is, that is connecting an online matchmaker, collect, connecting sugar daddies and sugar babies. And that's essentially all this. Now you have access to boosters. That's why a lot of the NIL, um, I basically, I call them that kind of the, the NIL generation. It's only like two years of this. Um, but they've already remarked that they are making connections with CEOs and boosters and donors who own their own companies and who are really high level executives. And to me, that's the greatest resource. Now, the NIL conversation is awesome. Trust me, I would have taken that too. But the resource that is that you are going to be able to uh, to maximize later in your life, and hopefully you save all your money and you spend it wise and all that kind of stuff too. But the relationship with I don't know a Fortune 500 CEO who likes you and admires you, and you be able to have an open line of communication and have I don't know to be able to text and have the phone number of a Fortune 500 CEO took me forever to be able to get that kind of access. These guys are getting it freshman year. They can yeah. cultivate that relationship. That actually will pay more dividends in the future than the NL conversation they're getting right now for most of them. Now, some of them, Quinn Ewers, okay, he's getting millions of dollars. That's great. But for most of them, the relationship they get that can help them get a job when they are either done playing in the NFL or don't make it to the NFL, that's true in my opinion. That is the biggest advantage of NIL. Because now you truly can connect to the network. It took me a while to get back plugged into the network because – you don't, I don't know any boosters and donors. Mac Brown used to bring them around practice, but we didn't get to go to dinner with them and hang out with them. They can. They can. They can yeah. go out with them. They literally can get their rules not change. They can go out with them. They can go endorse their companies. They can go literally work for them. They go to events fashion. with them. Go all the events with them. That's big, man. Hey, you know, it's uh, we're doing this thing. We're bringing the, the high school kids over. We're bringing our my middle school kid. I got a middle school kid. We're going to bring the whole team over. You're going to come over yep. and talk to him for two minutes. Yep. And then you're going to talk to me for two hours. And then we're going we're gonna, to – and got, then you get paid. Exactly. Like, come on. And it, I mean, to, to me, like, thinking about it now, that is why I'm really happy for these young people because it is going to improve their quality of life tremendously in their 40s and their 50s and, and their, you know, their 30s, make their life easier because the struggle for a lot of the student-athletes is how do I access the network? Yeah. I hear about this powerful network. I hear that Texas has the most powerful network of boosters and donors and fans. I, feel, I, hear, I hear that Harvard is the only school that has a more powerful network than the University of Texas. How do I access How do I plug into it? Yeah, that transition from even if you do make it to the highest level – that transition from, all right, I played three years. Yeah. What, I mean, that's all I've known. So my I know. entire life, exactly. what do I do next? What I do, how, do I, how do I take these skills I've learned in these years as a student athlete and playing three years in the league, and how do I uh, transition that into, into a different job? There are skills you learn that you can transition. You just don't know how to transition. Well, them. How do I get in? And how do I get in? Oh, when I open the door. Exactly. I can sell cars. But that's that was the main old that was it that for was. a long time. Yeah, that was a big. It was that like, was hey, a big part. you come in because people know your name. We'll sell cars. Yep. But now it's like, no, no, you can come in. We'll bring you into this business, and you you will help you if you need to finish your degree. We can get you back in there and get yeah. your degree and get you started here. And you want to know why? Because now the the CEOs they can vet the kids now. Yeah. 
I got three, four years getting to talk to this kid. I can go, you know what? Kid's kind of an a-hole. They don't want that kid working for me. Yeah. Actually, no, he's a great. You he's show a up great to everything, like, yeah. every event, great attitude. Time. He's a good people person. He's a guy we should put in human resources. We should put him here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you've got time to vet him. It's uh, that's what that's my favorite part of NIL. It ain't really the compensation. I, the money is really good. Trust me, it's great. I'm happy for him about the money. Wish I had it too. Uh, but more the connections. Is what I think these young people are really going to. Uh, uh, I think they, they're really gonna. Uh, uh, I, I think flourish because of that later on in their life. But uh, anyway, but even getting back to it for Texas, Texas is right now the number one athletic program in the country when it comes to overall NIL compensation. Uh, matter of fact, that number that's from Open Doors. I didn't make that up. They're the ones who said Texas is number one in the country for NIL revenue compensation. So it's no excuse really for baseball to be performing at such a subpar level when it comes to the NIL arms race. But my point is, may I don't know who the who the sugar daddies for baseball are. I know football's got a ton. I know basketball's got some. I because I know a lot of them personally. I have no idea who the sugar daddies for baseball are. Like, who's the sugar daddies? Who's the ones that are coming together and be like, no, 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 we got enough money. Baseball's our sport. We love it. Hey, you give we us money. It. You call us when that recruit's coming in. Yeah. You call we'll, us and tell us, hey, and we, we'll put together a number. We'll, we'll put together sure. a package yeah. for this, and we'll put together a package for that. You tell us what the number is, and we can work on that. Yeah. And, As opposed to Text One Fund, which is like, all right, well, this is we got to plan our budget for everything. Yep. There's someone with it, someone whose budget can shift. Pretty much. And that's why, I, like I said, I – you know, I know the boosters and donors get calls about, hey, uh, you know, we're trying to keep retain this player and keep it from the transfer portal. So we, you know, might need a little help with this. That's how those things work. And right now they are above board and well within the NIL law. And that's that's great uh, for baseball, though. There needs to be an effort here. I, I can't really understand how they are uh, so low in terms of NIL compensation or ranked so low in NIL compensation. And like I said, bang for their buck. They're actually doing pretty good. Considering the rest of the sports, the college sports world, definitely weaponizing NIL at this point, and Texas baseball should be in that conversation. So we'll see if that those numbers improve. Um, maybe we'll see some signs of that even this off season. Uh, okay, uh, let's talk really real quick. We'll come up next thing. We'll talk about the Astros, Ghost Rolls, uh, and the Rangers, and Shohei Otani, who is by far and away the best story in sports. We should be talking about it more. We'll do so. Coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody get up. Don't 
Live right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Top of the Charts Tuesday. That's when the idillionaire Patrick Davis takes a jam. So he's the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And that makes up a Top of the Charts Tuesday. Uh, so appreciate all of his efforts. DJing a Top of the Charts Tuesday for us. 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. And my man Patrick at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Uh, all right, tonight you will have uh, both the Astros and the Rangers in action tonight. I believe that Rangers game is going to be first pitch around 7.05, something like that. Um, and the Astros are also going to be in action tonight. They're facing the Cardinals tonight. But Framber Valdez is going to be on the mound for the Astros. Go Strolls! And Framber's been hot lately, actually. Um, he's got a 2.27 ERA, second best in the AL, but... He actually, and that's with a seven and five record, but he's four and one in his last six starts. One point five ERA in his last six starts. Uh, he's allowed two or fewer runs in eleven of his fifteen starts. So usually, when Framber Valdez is on the mound, uh, Astros fans can uh, breathe a little easier uh, because he's been dealing up there. Also, Astros won their first extra inning game uh, last uh, game against the Dodgers. First time they've won an extra inning game this year. They're one in six now in extra inning games. They have not been great, like down the stretch. Anytime they got to go to extra innings. No, uh, and it's been sad because that bullpen was so good for so long that that was kind of always the ace in the hole, and it has just been crumbling. Yeah, Presley has not looked at all like the closer. Man, in the past. He, yeah, he's. You may be bad. looking for trying to figure out who you can put in there. Stanek still looks pretty good. I know. I know we can say Stanek blew this, blew the game on Saturday night on a balk, but that was questionable. And that was also pitch clock stuff because basically he saw three seconds left on the pitch clock. He was stepping off to call time uh, as a okay. pitcher, but when he stepped off, the umpire, the ref behind him basically said, no, you stepped off before they called time. So that's a balk. You stepped off the mound after making a motion. Mm, that technicality. Yeah, that technicality, yeah. which cost the game, and that was pretty annoying to lose a game on a technicality. Well, especially now because the Astros could use every dub they can get. They get. Because um, the the Angels uh, seem to be keeping hope alive, if you will, of trying to get to the postseason. The Astros, remember at one point they got to 12 games above 500. And I think it was around early June. I thought to myself, okay, they figured it out. They're done struggling to start the season. They're about to hit their groove. And then they dipped again uh, to just six games above 500. And I believe they've lost 12 of the last 18. Yeah, they were, I believe they're road games too. I believe that Dodgers game was the first road game they won. They lost twelve road games or yeah, yeah in a row, which is bad. It's just exactly like so. It's not all. That's the injuries are a big part of why the Astros are struggling. The worst injury luck they've had since twenty sixteen. This is they started their championship run, um, but not only that, on top of them playing bad, and maybe it's a chicken or the egg. Maybe the injuries are causing them to have very inconsistent play, and they're not playing really well, and they're not playing with a lot of confidence. But they also just have some bad outings. Just they're just playing bad. They just and they can't hit very well. They still uh, have one of the best ERAs in baseball. Hell, may have the the best team best team ERA in baseball. Uh, but they can't have they don't have timely hitting, clutch hitting, and that's something that the Astros have been you know really uh, dependent upon during this championship run. So uh, Astros facing the Cardinals tonight. They haven't faced the Cardinals in forever. Things like 2019. It's the last time they faced the Cardinals. It's been like four years since they last faced the Cardinals. So uh, that'll be a little bit of a treat for uh, Astros fans who haven't seen uh, them face the Cardinals in a while. Rangers on the other side, their uh, loss to Detroit was it was kind of uh, dumbfounding because they lost 7-2. They only had two solo home runs. So they really couldn't get any consistent offense or run support. 
But Detroit, you had thought the way Detroit started the game that they were going to get blown out in boat race. Their starting pitcher, he went down 15 pitches in with an injury. Uh, I believe that was, um, oh, man, I think Matthew Boyd, I believe is his name. He's a starter. And then the reliever, Will Vest, I believe is his name, he goes down with an injury too. So about 30 pitches in, both of the, their two pitchers to start that game end up going down with injury. They started the game shorthanded on their uh, starting pitching staff because they got two starting pitchers who are out with injuries, Eduardo Rodriguez and Matt Manning. Both of those guys out with injuries, and Rodriguez is the ace for them. So the assumption was after you know struggling with their pitching and having the injuries that the Rangers were just going to just lay this mollywop. The Detroit Tigers. That did not happen. Um, actually, the molly whopping was done by the Tigers, who only won six games prior to this one in June, had been swept three different times so far this season. I mean, they had a lot going on, but man, Detroit found a way to rally and put it on the Rangers. I think the Rangers were distracted. Two things distracted them. They're playing the Astros later this week. That's distracting. That's a rival. And this is a big year for the Rangers because they're thinking about, hey, this is the year we prove ourselves. Maybe the year we uh, cement ourselves as a division leader, not the Astros. And All-Star break. It's the last homestand for the All-Star break. So they're thinking about vacation. And not only vacation, but right before the vacation, we got to whip these Astros. And then we'll go on a vacation. So they're just distracted, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to hope they're distracted in the, the series this weekend. That Yes, <laughs> that would be awesome. If they, that, I don't think they will be. They, yeah, would, know, not, they, uh, would, they would be their best. For the Astros, the Astros, Altuve is out again today with that bruised heel, but Dusty said he may be able to be played by tomorrow. So he'll definitely be back by that series. Yeah, and they're, they're starting to put together a timeline for Yardun uh, as well. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a, they're, it's gonna be post-All-Star break, That'll but they're, they're putting together that timeline. That'll be good. Brantley is also starting to throw, so hopefully – Hopefully he'll be able to actually progress up to the point and then be able to not have the discomfort and, and get back in the lineup at some point the all-star break because that helps you out a ton too. You need it, man. Because then you have that outfield is – I mean, now you have three guys in that outfield who are really good players with Kyle Tucker, mm-hmm. uh, Alvarez, and Brantley. And, you know, then you fill it with Jake Myers or Chaz McCormick if Dusty Baker does not hate him. <laughs> Dusty Baker does not hate him. Maybe hates a strong word. Uh, dislike. dislike. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're not going to play Jazz McCormick, I'm sure somebody would out there be there. Maybe you can get another pitcher, maybe someone for the bullpen or something for him. Uh, when the Rangers do face the Astros later this week, they will be hoping that they can remedy their hitting issues with runners in scoring position. How about this? Batting average uh, over the last three months with runners in scoring position for the Rangers. April, they were hitting 331. With runners in scoring position. Just, I mean, just killing it. Uh, in May, 323. Still killing it with runners in scoring position. Talking about clutch hitting. In June, 248 with runners in scoring position. That is a huge drop off. That's been the biggest issue. Some people said they're leaving a lot of runners stranded on base. What I found, there's not a lot of difference between April, May, and June with the number of average runners left on base. For the Rangers, it was 6.2 runners stranded uh, on average in April, 7 in May, uh, and 8 in June. So I guess it is increasing, but not at an exponential rate. So I don't think it's that. The batting average 
um, with uh, also, if you look at the overall batting average, when they leave those runners stranded, uh, 257 in April, 286 in May, and 269 in June. So also been relatively stable there. Strikeouts per game, 8.8 in, uh, it was, sorry, it's 8.7 in April and May, 8.8 in June. So also not a lot of change there. The biggest issue has been their batting average with runners in scoring position, and it's 248 as compared to 323 and 331. So that's the clutch hitting for them. That's got to change. They were 0 of 10 with runners in scoring position uh, versus Detroit, and they left nine runners stranded on base. So hopefully they continue that versus the Astros, uh, but if they uh, remedy that, they could be continue to be the hottest offense in Major League Baseball. That's the only thing that slowed down the Rangers' offense has been – them hitting, uh, they're hitting with the runners in scoring position. Run differential, they're still second behind the Rays, plus 147. Um, but they, have tw- I think they're 12 and 11 this month, and most of that is due to lack of clutch hitting. Okay, speaking of clutch hitting, perfect segue, uh, Shohei is all clutch hitting. I mean, this dude is doing things that we have just never seen with human eyeballs before. Shohei Otani now leads Major League Baseball in home runs, RBIs, uh, OPS, and slugging percentage, and opposing batting average, and strikeouts per nine innings pitched. Uh, he had a that the two days ago he had a 440 foot home run. It was his eighth 440 foot home run this season, and he's the first player since 1900, so over 120 years since they've been keeping track of it to have the share of Major League Baseball's lead in home runs hit and batting average allowed on the same day of any given day. And you pretty much can repeat that last part of the stat for the rest of the season as long as he keeps up this pace, that he'll be the first player since 1900 to have a share of home runs hit and batting average allowed. Just He leads uh, basically the Angels in every category. There's not one category that he doesn't lead the Angels in, and that to me is also cartoonish. That it, they, He is the best player on that squad, but also the best player in the league. Leads the Angels in games played, at-bats, hits, batting average, runs batted in, on-base percentage, triples, home runs, stolen bases, stole, uh, total bases, slugging percentage, on-base plus slugging percentage, uh, war, wins by replacement, and also on the pitching side, leading the Angels in, game started, quality starts, wins, innings pitched, earned run average, strikeouts, and wins by replacement from the pitching staff. So, everything. Everything. That's crazy. Does he finish the year as an angel? That's that's a great question. That's because that to me, that's we know he can play. We know he'll do all that. But if if they're not ready to give him the offer, if he doesn't want to stay, if they know that he's not re-signing with them or they're not offering whatever it is, yeah. Do you? I mean, his value is astronomically high right now. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it won't ever get any higher. Literally, no, can't get I mean, higher it, than this. You know, when you talk about a team being a piece away, you're adding two pieces when you get them. Mm-hmm. So if you're a team that's a piece away, you're like, well, we'll get two pieces. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's it's not a normal, oh, we get one hitter. You're getting a all-star pitcher and an all-star hitter if you make a trade for him. But that means you have to give the value up that you're getting two players like that. So I know. That's the thing, too. Yeah, how is his agent going to play it? But, you want the best hitter and the best pitcher in baseball. <laughs> like, you want to pay for both of them? I can't imagine the number he's going to get. Oh. Yeah, that's, I, I want to see him go somewhere else. I just want to see what the number is going to be. What does it take to lure to, to lure him away from the Angels? Or if he's a free agent market, 
what does it take uh, to sign him? Because, yeah, if you're the Angels, you got to start making that decision sooner rather than later. You're at the all-star break now. Yeah. So I'm saying you're not that far away from, from the trade deadline. So you are at a point where this is, you know, I'm sure they're having plenty of meetings where they at, you know, at the beginning of the season, we're like, well, we're going to suck again. So we'll mm. just trade him at the trade deadline. But now I'm sure, you know, you have to say, are we, what's our, what's our offer? Are we going to try and offer him an extension during this period instead and just go, let's just try and give him a ton of money. And then we don't have to worry about any of this. There's going to be a question that we have to pick up, obviously, next show later on this week. Is there a athlete in their sport as good as Shohei Otani is at baseball? Like as valuable? It's definitely not as bad. Nobody's as bad as he is because nobody plays both sides like that. I guess basketball, maybe you can throw that out there with somebody. Like offense, defense. yeah, Yeah, but like who's as good at their sport as Shohei is at baseball? Like, he's the best hitter and pitcher in baseball right now. Who's as good at their sport as that? Patrick Mahomes? I don't think he's that good at football. And no, he's really good. He's not a great pass rusher. <laughs> exactly. He's not a great safety. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up and put it in the oven right here on Bondo Live, wonderful.org. Pop a top again. you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set em up, my friend. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. It's just that easy. Uh, and before we get out of here, we'll let you know what's on tap for us. Um, okay, uh, before we get out of here, Patrick, what you got on tap tonight, man? No no college baseball. The sports are disappearing. I know. They're, they're Slowly really, but surely, man. I don't know. I'm going to try and watch this Astros game. <laughs> there you find go. Go Strolls. That's right. something there. Yeah, I guess I'll try to check out some Astros, too. I'm watching a new show on Amazon. Not a new show. It's the second season. Uh, the Bear. It's a pretty good show. About the, it's about a chef. The restaurant, yeah. Yes. It's actually okay. pretty good. It's not bad. If you want a recommendation for a decent show, it's pretty damn good. Not a comedy, dude. Uh, comedy. It, it's like dark There's comedy. There's funny moments yeah. in it, I'm sure. Not a, a comedy. I need comedy. You, yes, it's not no like No drama yeah. whatsoever. Yes. It's, it's, no feelings. Yeah, it's a, just laughs. It's a, I would describe it as a dramedy. Yeah, yeah. I just want. And you don't like drama. No. You want all comedy. Yeah, all the time. I feel you. Life is too damn stressful. I want to laugh. Stressful. Yeah. I want to laugh. Hope we made you laugh today, uh, Patrick. Uh, appreciate your efforts as always, man. You are the real MVP, and you guys are also the real MVPs for listening. We appreciate you guys more than anything. Uh, appreciate the kind words too, Chan, on the Spec Text line. Uh, remember tomorrow, same time, same place. Remember the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball. Don't lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace. <laughs>